Welcome back, everybody, to the Omega Metroid Podcast, the only weekly Metroid podcast out there. Of course, I am your host once again, Dak, alongside Doom, and we also have a special guest on the show, and I'm going to introduce them right now. Let's get right to it. Lilith, Lilith with three L's, actually, community manager here at Omega Metroid. Lilith, how you doing? Welcome to the show again. I'm so happy to be back. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. Well, thanks for having, you know, a little bit of time in your schedule to join us to to talk a little Metroid. So I'm excited to have you. And I'm really happy that you have that Kirby in the background. That is great. Um, Another special guest on the show. And then, of course, Doom once again with a sick, is that a Tech 9 shirt that you're wearing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Doom, how you doing? Uh, I believe uh, believe it's from the Dominion album. But yeah, I have a few of them. Big ol'. I'm glad you're a Tech Nine fan too. Yeah, he's a fun live show, by the way. <laughs> I've never really seen him live. live I've never seen him live, and I'm not a huge Tech Nine fan, but there are a number of good Tech Nine songs. But um, I saw. I know you also went to see um, something else recently. You gonna tell us about about that real quick? Yeah, actually, last week was a uh, pretty eventful. There's a couple things. So I saw another concert last week. I finally saw Disturbed live. Oh wow. Oh, wow. Really? You saw yeah, Disturbed? Yeah. Oh like, burying the lead? I didn't know that. That's oh, sick. I would love to see Disturbed. Yeah. Okay, go on. Yeah, I was, it was originally supposed to see them before the pandemic, but, well, you know, all that happened. So, mm-hmm. finally got to make up for that. Um, they, they played a couple of uh, songs that I wasn't expecting to hear. Um, uh, some some B-sides, some some rare stuff they don't usually play live, so that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool to hear. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, the, the big event that uh, everyone's talking about and memeing about online is... Uh, Barbenheimer, the event that is blowing up the movie theaters, and uh, yes, I yes. got to see both. Yes, I got me and my my homie. We got dripped out. We saw both opening night. Both are fantastic movies. You can't go wrong with it. I will say, um, do not watch Oppenheimer with your parents. I'll just I'll just say that. Okay. There's a couple of without without going into too much detail. Okay. There's some scenes. That's all I'll say. Nonetheless, though. Both fantastic movies. You can't go wrong with either of them. Absolute must-sees, um, you know, if you have some time off. Nice, nice. So, wh- which one was better? If you had to pick one, which one was the which one was the the better movie? Oh, what was the better movie? Like, which one? So, which one did you enjoy more? Okay, so if we're talking objectively, if we're, if we're talking objectively better, it's obviously Oppenheimer. But my sorry, yeah, what did you enjoy honestly, more? Oh, yeah, okay. I uh, personal enjoyment. I gotta go with Barbie. I'm not gonna lie, man. Barbie. The thing with Barbie, and I don't want to spoil this movie, but near the final act of the movie, it goes in a direction I didn't expect it to, and it actually has like a really surprisingly poignant like life lesson almost, and it had a really positive like like obviously I knew it was gonna have a positive message, but it had like. Mm a really mature message that I was not expecting from a film, especially with the way it was advertised. I was expecting kind of a goofy feel good comedy, but it actually has a lot of heart felt through it. And, um, I I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. So yeah, definitely check it out. Definitely check out Oppenheimer. Again, you can't go wrong with either. Okay. Lil, did uh, did you see either of these movies? Not yet. I'm I'm like really, really looking forward to seeing this movie though. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get somebody to go with me because I don't, I, I, I can't like fathom seeing a movie by myself. I don't know. It's like, really? I never got to the movies by yourself just to go to no, a little, I've like, really? I've never done that before. 
Hmm. I maybe maybe I might do that. Maybe for the first time in my 31 years, I might do that. I, I recommend it. I mean, personally, I feel like of all the things you can do by yourself, like a movie is everyone's in the dark. No one sees who you're, you know, who cares? Like yeah. everyone's just there to watch. So, like you just That's pull true. up and watch a movie and leave. Like I I saw um, the most recent live action Spider-Man. So not the um, the animated one, but uh, the one with obviously they brought back all the old characters or No Way Home or whatever. I saw yeah, that by myself the first like, time. Oh, that was sick. Like, yeah. Stuff. Yeah, that yeah, was great. I was like, I didn't cool. care. I didn't need people with me. I'm like, I'm my, I'm looking forward. I'm watching the movie, you know? Like, cool. Yeah, yeah. I might do that. Definitely recommend it. Uh, I haven't seen either of them either. I have tickets to see Oppenheimer and H... Or not HD. Well, obviously HD. And IMAX. IMAX. In um, <laughs> IMAX, thank you. Oh my God. Um, this Sunday. Yeah, well, if I go to the movies, I only see stuff in IMAX usually. Unless it's not showing in IMAX. It's like one of those things where you're going to spend the money. You may as well, like, exactly. go the full nine yards. You know what I mean? Yeah, I usually go for like those big spectacle movies. Like you got to see it in theaters. Otherwise, I'll just wait until it comes out in streaming. Which I think I'll end up seeing Barbie in theaters just to like see it in theaters. I feel like everyone's seen it that way. But it's also one of those movies where like I'll watch it on streaming when it comes out. Like I'm not Oppenheimer. I feel like as a movie, I need to see in theaters. Like I need to see that Mm -hmm. in IMAX 100%. Barbie, like, do I need to see that in IMAX? It's I'm sure it's a great movie, but I don't know if I need to like. It's not like a Dune. Or, or something or Star Wars or something like that. But I could be wrong. The the advantage of seeing it in theaters is more so because of the crowd effect. Like obviously like okay. the special yeah. effects. Like that's, you know that's a good you don't point. need to that's see it for that. Think of that. But yeah, right. that live that live setting and that crowd and kinda, you know, playing off playing off all that, that's mm-hmm. I feel like is a unique experience you want to get. That that's a feeling that I got like I when did not we, consider that. Yeah. We went to go see the Mario movie. Like that was so mm. much fun. Just the audience was just like the vibe in the whole theater was just it was out of this world. <laughs> like everyone was just screaming. So yeah. Yeah, or, or even back when like the MCU was actually good, you know. I was about to say back, back yeah. in those days. <laughs> like Endgame like, was like, like you needed to see that Endgame in theaters. You need to be Endgame there. It was an fi- event. Yeah. yeah, that was literally it was like going to a concert, like going yeah. going to watch Endgame, yeah. like probably one of the best theatrical experiences I've ever had. Absolutely. Mm. People are screaming in the stands. It's just like, oh, my gosh. That's the thing is both of these movies feel like an event, though. Like you got to go see you got to see both. So that's why I'm like, all right, right I'm, if I'm going to see Oppenheimer in, in theaters and IMAX, I'm going to go see Barbie. And if I'm going to see Barbie in theaters, I'm seeing it in IMAX. Like I'm going to I'm going to see it like biggest screen as I possibly can. So there you go. That should be Absolutely. hype. Um, well, Moving on from movies, of course, one of our favorite things in the Metroid world is, of course, talking about Metroid rumors, because we get like the same three or four over and over again until the game comes out eventually or doesn't. Um, So Metroid Prime Remastered finally came out, and that was kind of the big rumor that we talked about every couple months. And now it's Metroid Prime 2 Remastered rumors that we it is the, the torch has been passed, so to speak. And Metroid Prime Remastered came out, it's like, okay, it's like that, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meme, where, like, they're all young, and then later on, like, they're walking with a Splinter who's gotten really old, like, Metroid Prime Remastered had its time in the rumor sunshine, and now it's time for Metroid Prime 2 Remastered to be the rumor king or queen, so... They grow up so fast. They grow up so fast, um, Doom, so, did you, did you listen, and, and Lilith, I'm not sure how much you've heard about this rumor, but Doom, I'm pretty sure you listened to the podcast itself where Jeff Grubb was talking about this. I listened to it for like a brief moment. I went to like the timestamp and he said, and I quote, um, it's Metroid Prime 2 Remaster probably is coming out relatively soonish, throws his hands up in the air, makes a bunch of noise, and then says, that's probably happening relatively soonish. And then he moved on to Zelda. Apparently he also said he added 
that it's going to be most, this is according to like a, a game rant article I read. He also added, I didn't hear this, but he also added, it's going to be something that quote, mostly what people want. He said the game would have modern controls and HD visuals, but wouldn't receive the quite same level of polish as the remastered the first Prime did. Doom, is that accurate to what you heard or or not? Yeah, roughly speaking. So so this goes back to uh, about a year ago, where we actually covered this on one of the other podcasts, where yeah. basically, so this was back back at this point, you know, at this point, you know, the trilogy rumors had ended, and now everyone was kind of focused on Metroid Prime Remastered. Yes. And the big question at that... The original the Torchbearer was, was trilogy. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and people were wondering, like, okay, well, is it just going to be Prime Remastered? Like, what, what's going on with 2 and 3? Mm-hmm. And Grub was kind of... And then after Grub was kind of the first person after, you know, kind of Prime Remaster became the big one who came out and said, I can confirm that Prime 2 and 3 are being worked on not quite to the same extent as Prime 1, that Prime 1 was going to be the quote-unquote big boy remaster, but that Prime 2 and 3 would be coming later down the line. Mm-hmm. And so and so he brought it brought it up again in the um in his uh in his Last of the Nintendo Dogs po- podcast with Mike Minotti. And honestly, I don't I think it's kind of a nothing burger if I'm being honest. Like cause and, and the only reason I'm saying that is because regardless whether or not, you know, you trust Jeff Grubb or not, um, he doesn't really divulge any new details that he hasn't before. It's mostly mm-hmm. just reiterating the same information. The only the only new details that his source gave to him is, like you said, quote, that it's coming relatively soonish, which frankly could mean anything. Could relatively mean anything. soonish. <laughs> yeah. yeah Someone else <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Relatively soonish could mean next year. It could mean next direct. Like it could, like it can mean so many different things. So mm-hmm. I don't really think there's enough information for like people to start like really, really going hard or hype on it. But nonetheless, I think it's you know I think it's a fun possibility to think about mm-hmm. maybe it dropping next direct. So um, before I ask you, Lilith, on on your take on this, just real quick, I was listening. Maybe he said this multiple times. I. I I heard him say this on a, a YouTube video, um, and maybe it was a YouTube version of the podcast you're talking about. Anyway, just how he um, talks about like the information he has reminds me so much of like wrestling journalists, where like things change, plans change, they have like barely bits of information, which is like cobbled together with speculation and stuff, and like just how, even his mannerisms. I'm like, if you could just change like a couple words and names, and he could be absolutely talking about AEW or something like that. And I just thought that was really fascinating because I think there was this kind of like, I don't know, a lot of people who do like, they don't like leakers because like, oh, they said one thing and then something else happens. We're like, especially in the game development world, things change, I'm sure, month to month, you know, year to year, of course. And these people are just reporting on the information they have at the time. I just feel like it's kind of interesting because I've never actually listened to one of these podcasts. I've never listened to the source itself of where these rumors like or the talk of the rumors comes from. I just see like a tweet about it or whatever. Never actually listened to the guy actually give the the speculation or give the information he has and how and now having listened to it, it's I think it's kind of interesting. I don't know. I just kind of picked that up. Um, well, so I don't know if you've been kind of keeping up with it as much as like maybe Doom and I have or at least Doom has in terms of the, the actual story and progression of this rumor. Um, any thoughts on that? And then maybe just thoughts on, you know, a prime Two remaster happening relatively soonish, possibly. Um, honestly, um, uh, my personal opinion, um, that's probably the, the one remaster that I want the most, mm-hmm. um, out, out of like, I, I love the entire trilogy, but I, I too was like a special, like it, it has a special place in my heart and like, 
I I would love that. It'd be fantastic. And I've wanted it and believed in it since. And every time anybody talks about it, I'm like, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Let's go. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure Doom and I would definitely agree. This is a game that we'd love to also see remastered think- for a lot of people. I'm sure they would agree as well. I think it deserves more. It deserves more of a spotlight, and I think now mm-hmm. that it's like you know so much longer on, uh, it has more of a chance to like actually get like um, the not like notoriety, I guess is the word, but like it'll get like it, it it'll be like real. It's 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 just I, I love the game. <laughs> yeah, maybe get like more of the praise it deserves. Not that it hasn't been yeah. critically acclaimed, but I think there's a lot of people who aren't aware of how good it is just because they've never right, played it. Yeah. Like I feel like it's always been like the weird like the weird kid out of this out of the trilogy and like mm-hmm. it deserves a little more a little bit more of a spotlight i think i um, definitely agree there doom your your thoughts on that i mean i'm sure we're, we're gonna jump more into like the legacy of the title but I, i'm sure you would agree it's definitely one of the like in a way underrated even though if you ask like a metroid fan like it's very highly rated yeah, because I feel like, because, you know, Prime 1 obviously is Prime 1. Like, you know, it has in, in the gaming community, even if you haven't played Prime, you know, if you're in the mm-hmm. Nintendo community, you know, you've heard Metroid Prime. You know, you've heard, you know, you've watched the top games of all time list and you've seen that that pop up. You know, you know that legacy. Prime 3, you know, a, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of these uh, these Zoomers, you know, these late, you know, these late millennials, you know, they grew up in the Wii era. And so they have a lot of nostalgia for that library. And so they might recognize Prime 3. Yeah. Prime 2... Prime Two came out at a weird time in the uh, in in the GameCube. Well, not not necessarily time in the GameCube's life, but like, you know, I think Nintendo was expecting you know Prime Two, you know, to sell even more than Prime, and uh, it did quite the opposite, in fact, because they decided to release it within weeks of a ton of critically acclaimed titles such as Halo Two, Half Life Two, MGS Three. You you all know the whole story then, like- but yeah, it's a really interesting it's a really interesting title because, you know, again, it's like. You know, I think most people would say would say that the first title is probably better, but like even you know even those people, myself included, like Prime Two, it's still so much there in quality. In fact, I would even argue I think there's a significant portion of stuff that Prime Two does better than Prime One. You know, mm-hmm. even though Prime One's my personal favorite. Yeah, like I was I was talking about it earlier. Like I don't know if like either of you guys saw my tweet, but like I was like. Like, I know Prime 1, like, the back of my hand, but, like, and then, like, Super, like, the back of my other hand, but, like, Prime 2, like, is my favorite in the trilogy because it just does so many things right, and it's Mm -hmm. just, it's just so amazing on so many levels, and I'm, like, I, I don't know if it's because I was the age that I was when it came out and, like, the way, like, I experienced it or whatever, but it was just, it just, it resonated with me, and it was just, it was, it was, it was really cool, and... Yeah, and we're going to talk more about like the general legacy of the game and kind of look back on it a bit more in those veins later in the episode, um, which is why we're talking about kind of all this in general, because this is very much a Metroid Prime 2 themed episode. Um, before we move on from the rumor real quick, I did, th- I, I want to, I feel like I had, I have to say something about this real quick, because I felt before Metroid Prime Remastered came out, I could kind of see Metro Prime Remastered coming out with like a full polish, full HD visuals as it did. And then like two and three coming out, maybe it's just as ports, like kind of just bundled together. Like the rest of the game is kind of thrown on the Switch. Now, having seen 
Metroid Prime Remastered. I just can't imagine that they would do a Prime 2 Remastered and not have it be on the same level, like graphics-wise and polish-wise overall, as the first Metroid Prime Remastered. I just, and now having seen what it's like, I, I just, to have them both side to side in the library and one of them clearly not being as touched up as the other one, I think would kind of do it a disservice. Yeah. I don't know, like, did you all feel the same way? Because now that when I saw this again, I was like, there's just no... I just can't imagine that they would do that. That they wouldn't go to the same level of remasters they did for the second game as they did for the first game. I mean, it's Nintendo. I could absolutely... I don't want them to do that. Yeah. I want Prime 2 and 3 <laughs> okay, remastered to be yeah. on that same level. It's, it's, it's Nintendo. Yeah. You know, common sense or the obvious choice isn't necessarily the obvious choice. It's, the, it's not necessarily what they're going to do, but, like, I mean, yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, I I can't imagine them doing two or three in any, like, lesser capacity than they did one. Like, mm-hmm. hey, come on. Like, please. Like, like all you're going to do is upset people. Yeah. I, I will say, I will say, like, after, you know, the Pikmin 1 and 2 ports, you know, I was expecting Primes 2 and 3 to be somewhat similar. Mm-hmm. But according to Grub, it sounds like Prime 2 is going to be a standalone release and not part of, like, a bundle with Prime 3. And mm. it sounds like there is going to be, while not quite as much work put in as Prime Remastered, more work put in than there was in those Pikmin ports, at least. At least from what he's he's aware of. Well, that's the thing, is that if they were getting bundled like Pikmin 1 and 2 in a 2 and 3 situation, then I could understand, like, it was just kind of, like, touched-up port, you know, and it wasn't on the same level. Like, that's, okay, one thing. Like, you right. release them, give them dual analog controls, whatever it is, touch them up a little bit, bundle them for 40 or 60 bucks, whatever it is. I'd be happy with that, but I would still be like, ah, oh, that's a missed opportunity to really have it truly remastered. Now that it's an individual release, which I assume they would charge $40 for again. I don't think it would be $60, but I don't think they would. it would be a cheaper than that. So it would still be kind of a full game release to some extent, like Metric Prime Remastered was. I just can't see them like, okay, here's another game that a third of you played back in the day if you were around playing games back then. And also, it doesn't look as good as the one we just released, which is also a remake or port or remaster or whatever. Um, I mean, I guess if they shadow drop it, they shadow drop it. But I would just, I, I feel like I would hate to see Prime 2 get, like, remastered like that and not really get remastered. Especially when it has an opportunity to outsell the original on the GameCube. Because, I mean, Doom, you hinted to that earlier. Prime 2 did not sell as much as the original Prime. I want to say Prime 2 is only sold, it sold less than 2 million units. I think. Yeah, it's so it sold 1.5, I believe. 1.5, so about a mil- yeah. Yeah, yeah over, over a million less than a Prime 1. And Prime Remastered, I, w- I want to say, sold just about that on the Switch. So, I mean, there's a very good chance that Prime 2 Remastered sells around the same, if not more, lifetime right. on the Switch than the original release on the GameCube does in all its subsequent releases. So, just something I, I would hope that that wouldn't be hindered by the game not being, you know, on par with Metroid Prime Remastered, which the game itself, as you as you were mentioning, Lilith, might end up being, you know, in Doom 2, better than the original Metroid, and to not have it be given the same treatment, or Metroid Prime, not to be given the same treatment would be a shame. Yeah. Um, so let's jump into that. I actually have my, I'm my notes in reverse. I want to, we want to talk about a couple things. Doom, this was a great suggestion, so we're thinking about things we want to talk about. The Metroid Prime 2 Remaster rumor came up, and they're like, Doom's like, hey, why don't we just do a Metroid Prime 2 kind of themed episode? We have Lilith on as well, who loves the game. So 
a great opportunity to talk about Metroid Prime 2. It's a game that I got to jump back into and play. I uh, haven't played in quite a little, in quite some time, and I wish it would come out on the Switch because then it would be very easy for me to just pick it up and play. Um, yeah. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Like, real quick, like, I'm sorry to jump in there, but like, um, just saying, like, it's easy, like, you saying it's, like, it's easy to just jump in and play it on the Switch. Like, um, mm -hmm. my husband, um, he tried to play, like, the original Prime game, like, back in the day and he never did and now he's got the opportunity to do it now and it, it would it, it's 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 just it's more accessible mm -hmm. like it's it's it, it's nice that it's so much more accessible like and it looks nicer so yeah no, and not just so. that, but also the control enhancements too. I mean, you know, yeah. you ask someone, Absolutely. you know, you ask someone to play those original tank controls. Oh my god! You know, no, who's never experienced that before? Exactly. Yeah. He traded it in for Billy Hatcher back in the day. Like <laughs> yeah. he tells me that story all the time, and I like I give him crap for it. Like like always, I'm just like, really, you could just stick it out just for a little bit. But no, yeah, no, the fact that they like updated the controls, and he, he he watched me play, and he he played a little bit of it, of the remaster, and he's just like, yeah, this is like, this is so much easier, and like, so much more. It's not easier, it's more intuitive, is like, what I say. Like, I'm like, I love old the old school tank controls, like, mm -hmm. I, I uh, that's like, that's got a very special place in my heart. It's it's like, easier to adjust to, you know. It's more it's more right. comfortable. You know, you don't have yeah. to like more intuitive. You can yeah. you can you can go on autopilot more when you're on that controls. You're not you're not intuitively thinking about you, you can, know like, each individual action in the going on in the environment and in the game and not have to be like okay I need to like press X Y and Z and like R and like L and like shoot this and like yeah yeah so yes. <laughs> but that's a good point because. Bringing the game to a remastered level on the Switch does so much for it in you know accessibility means like not just in terms of it literally being accessible for more people to buy, but then the game itself is just more accessible. Like they added more sensitivity options, they added like a colorblind mode, they added more control schemes, they added display options that didn't the original didn't have. So in those ways, it's also way more accessible for people who might even if they could have played it back you know in back in the day, might not have been able to because of the lack of accessibility options. Mm -hmm. So there's that as well. And I guess we can jump right into this. And Lilith, I want to throw it to you again. Um, so we, we're going to talk about on the episode, just the general, like looking back on Metroid Prime 2, retrospective on it and kind of its legacy and then changes we'd like to see for, if any, for Metroid Prime 2 Remastered if it does happen. But I want to start with the retrospective kind of first. It was actually flipped on my notes, which is why I said later, but we're going to do it now. Um, so Lilith, I, I wanted you to kind of, as, as a Metroid fan, like, what does Metroid Prime 2 like mean to you? Why is it such a, a favorite game of yours? Um, why are you like just excited to even talk about the game at all? Um, what what does Metroid Prime 2 mean to you? This is gonna sound like a little like like cliche, I guess. I mean, I Go think I was I, <laughs> I was cliche and cheesy the when this game came out. <laughs> so um, um, it was very much a like. I don't want to say it was like a coming of age thing. It was more of like a um. It just it felt just like it, you go through like you know, it oh, it was it was just so it was transformative. You go through different like light worlds and dark and 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 going through all these trials and tribulations and coming through on the other end and everything is just. It was. It, it it holds such a special place in my heart because like I I did that you know I played it with. 
my dad and my little brother growing up and um we all experienced it together and you know he was younger obviously he's my brother six years younger than me but like we all had a great time and it was it's it it was a family experience and it was like a it was just it was great <laughs> like, do you remember the first time you ever played metro prime 2 what that yes. was like it was it was absolutely horrifying at that <laughs> okay it lives rent free in my brain <laughs> like um um i have different branded nightmares of the um troopers <laughs> like waking up and attacking me yes absolutely it's um i was it it uh, I, yeah no i will always remember the first time i played that it Yes. Would you say yeah, like just come to? Go ahead and do them. Go ahead. I was just, I was just gonna say they were just here to talk to you about your car's extended warranty. That's all. <laughs> um. Yeah. Would you I say? Would to you about your cars. <laughs> <laughs> there, I mean, I wonder if there are even warranties. I feel like warranties would not happen in the Metroid universe. Everything is so risk of blowing up no, at any time, <laughs> exploding at any time. <laughs> There's a little asterisk at the bottom. So like, yeah. there are no warranties. There is no insurance. Do not pass go. You cannot collect hundred dollars. Mm. <laughs> so you so like the like final like fighting the true like the dark troopers for example. I'm sure like you can absolutely remember the first time you like fought those off. Would you say like that moment or maybe other moments would be like ones that you just can't wait to see if a remaster were to happen because i know that was a topic of discussion on twitter and, and elsewhere in the past day or so like moments in the game that you really like want to see remastered like would it be like the first time you fought off the dark troopers like maybe samus finding one of the corpses there or maybe the first time you interacted with the ing or dark samus like what's like the first one that kind of comes to you my like okay so i know exactly what you're talking about and i was like i'm just like i want to see all of it i want to see all of it right. but like <laughs> The one, like, the one interaction I absolutely want to see remastered in just beautiful HD is just the first interaction where Samus confronts Dark Samus, and it's just, mm. uh, just that, that fight, oh my gosh, like, it's just, uh, I, I need to, I, <laughs> and that, and, and, you know, um, the Sanctuary Fortress, I, I, I need to see that. To, I need, to clarify, I, when you, or sorry, you go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. Well, I, I was going to say, when you said first Dark Samus interaction, do you mean that first cutscene where you no, interact that's with her at the wedding site? Like, that's oh, why I first fight. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah it's like when they fight. Like, when, they, when they actually, like, shoot at each other, and then you go and lay it down, down in, in, mm -hmm. in the waist, and you're, you know. Yeah, the, the gunslinger standoff, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my gosh. That, like, uh, I want that so bad. Like, hmm. uh, I mean, I, I Yeah, we were just... We were just talking about this last week on the box art rankings, man. I love Gunslinger Samus. I love when she's depicted that way. Oh yeah, like yeah. um, full disclosure. When I was a teenager, I drew like I drew out that fight. <laughs> I drew like a comic <laughs> of that like Gunslinger fight from Prime Two. <laughs> Yeah. I'll definitely remember, like, I mean, that's around the same time where like she's like shooting out as like the dark, like the anger, like in comp, like crowding around her for the first time when she gets attacked by the thing for the first time she's like letting those shots fly off and like towards the sky before she gets like thrown back in getting all of her like power-ups removed and like those early moments of the game absolutely want to see those remastered but i can't also wait to see the final moments of the game where samus walks off from the luminoth that's gonna be awesome can't wait to see that as well
um so so like we talked about this a little bit earlier and, and doom i'll throw this to you first um I, Metroid Prime 2 is kind of one of those games where, like, if you ask a lot of Metroid, if you ask a lot of, like, casual Metroid or Metroid fans, or maybe just 2D Metroid fans, or maybe just casual fans in general, they're like, what's the best Metroid Prime game? They say Metroid Prime. But when you ask a lot of Metroid fans, especially Metroid Prime fans, a lot of them will say Metroid Prime 2 is actually the best one. Um, is that, number one, something that, like, you think Metroid Prime 2 is kind of earned? Like, it kind of has a, like, underrated, like, it is actually better than Metroid Prime? And then do you actually think that it is like is that is this do you think it actually outdoes the original i think we can just jump right into that i want to hear what your thoughts are but before i do that can i talk about my history with prime 2 first? oh yeah oh you know what doom you are so right i want to hear your history with it go ahead go ahead <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah please no go but ahead. um go ahead yeah prime prime 2 is a very special place in my heart because this was this was kind of the first game where I got sucked into the hype cycle. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was my first hype cycle game. Um, I kind of had that with Mario Kart Double Dash. Like, I remember seeing the Nintendo Power ad for that, and I was like, yo, there's a new Mario Kart for GameCube, what? But then um, I didn't really see anything else about that game until it came out, and so that just kind of happened. Prime 2 was the first game where, like, I saw the in-game screenshots, like, months before, and I was, like, actively following along with it with, like, you know... Because this about this time is when um, is when we got our first computer in the family, so I actually could like go online and you know you know I was all up on the insider forums chatting with fellow mm -hmm. Metroid fans <laughs> there. Dak, I know you were. Yes. We talked about that. I know that was you were all there was, too back in the day. I was day. there. I was there. Oh on my Instagram. god, I'm about to there. like have like a, mm -hmm. the insider forums. Oh my god, yes. I wrote a whole a that's whole a throwback <laughs> fan fiction on that freaking thing. Like, good lord. <laughs> just anyway, one fan yeah. fiction i definitely had multiple fan fictions so. oh yeah no i wrote like virtual reality <laughs> definitely had a bunch of them. The insider forums back in the day yeah no that uh, 25 chapters anyway <laughs> sorry go ahead sorry. <laughs> it's all good all good but yeah this is like the first game where and and at this point too like i was definitively a metroid fan you know i I had gotten and beaten Zero Mission recently, the first Metroid game I ever beat. Uh, I was slowly but surely making my way through Metroid Prime. Um, scared as hell to take on uh, the Impact Crater and Metroid Prime itself, but mm -hmm. determined to do it before Echoes came out. And uh, I remember my birthday, which uh, is September 1st. The game would come out in November. Mm -hmm. I remember the, the final present I quote-unquote opened was a card from my aunt saying that she had pre-ordered the game for me and that was like the most hype thing i'd ever like gotten at that time i was like oh my god i'm gonna i'm because because you know at that time like you know when you're a kid you have to pick and choose your games carefully you know oh, yeah. like <laughs> you have to pick and choose your games carefully so like knowing that i was going to be there day one for prime 2 that was just like oh, so thank cool. you aunt lisa <laughs> so yeah yeah and then um yeah, and then also, yeah, I almost forgot the demo disc. So yeah, I, I was a Nintendo Power subscriber at the time. And uh, Nintendo Power subscribers, um, if you subscribe to a specific issue, they uh, they gave you the Metroid Prime 2 demo disc. And mm -hmm. so I'll, I lost count of how many times I played through that leading up to launch. Uh, not just the demo itself, but, you know, they had a bunch of trailers that showed, um, you know, footage. Probably, like, E3 footage, but, like, this was before I had... 
you know, discovered E3 live conferences. And so this was like all mm -hmm. new to me. Uh, you had like a Metroid timeline feature that showed like the timeline to this point and introduced me, you know, to like Super Metroid, which I had never heard of before and, and <laughs> stuff like that. And, uh, and so, yeah, just, yeah, everything leading up to Prime 2, it was like, you know, it was the first time I'd ever had something like that. Now, you know, nowadays, like, now that we're all terminally online, you know, hype cycles are like fairly normalized. But, you know, mm -hmm. you know, back then as like that first one, it was really special. That's... Anyways, what was your original question? No, no, no. That was, before that's... I talked about no, my... no, that, that's totally fine. <laughs> I should have jumped to you first. Um, that's a good point you, where you brought up the demo disc because I remember the demo disc because a friend of mine had it. I didn't have it because I wasn't a Nintendo Power subscriber yet at the time. It would be very soon afterward where I'd become a Nintendo Power subscriber because what I would do is I would buy the individual copies at Blockbuster. So I wasn't a subscriber. I would just buy them when they got on the shelf there at the store. Um, and a lot of the time, they didn't have the discs included in them at all. Um, but a friend of mine had that disc, and I did try it out there as well. Um, I was going to ask Doom something, but he got up from his chair. There he is. He's coming back. I left the chair. I'm sorry. Now I'm trying to... Um, formulate my thoughts again but that demo disc was that had a concept art on it too that i remember going through a lot which was really cool um oh oh gosh there, go. <laughs> there it is yeah there we go there so if you're watching this on youtube it's a little, it's, a little, it's not the there could be more light on it but it is indeed the metroid prime 2 demo disc um yeah not the most optimal lighting but you know we'll, we'll take what we can that's why you still have that that's so cool <laughs> The awesome. amount of discs I've given away to GameStop for trivial amounts of money just always. Oh god, I somehow know. I still regret trading in uh, Melee. That was one of the worst. Damn, trade you traded in Melee? That's crazy. Trade in Melee. I think the worst for me was not my proudest moments. You break my heart. <laughs> that's a game like wow, you really couldn't get more value out of that one. You had to give that one away. Like that's not a game you just like beat once and don't play again. You know. But, yeah. <laughs> listen, I was a, listen. I was a small child. I, I thought I thought Brawl was, was gonna have. I thought Brawl. It was Brawl's I, fault. It's always yeah. Brawl's fault. It's always <laughs> Brawl's fault. Oh, uh, you know, um, I, it's uh, it's okay. Now, you know, nowadays, now, nowadays, you know, I have a certain uh, sea mammal that uh, takes care of uh, melee. Um, I want to <laughs> say the worst for me was I got rid of the Master Quest disc I had for the GameCube. Um, I didn't realize. I didn't realize what I had. I didn't realize what I had. I I beat like the game was on there, and then I got rid of it. And then later, I was like, oh. There goes your early retirement. Oh, I like have a physical yeah. like feeling of pain in my body yeah. right now. <laughs> yep, yep. That's probably the worst one. I will never forget getting rid of that. I mean, I'll I'll forget. I I forget getting rid of it. I don't remember, or I won't forget the feeling afterward when I realized what I'd gotten rid of. And oh that man. Feeling, yeah. Um. Doom, I don't know if you had mentioned it, but do you remember like the first time you, you played Metroid Prime 2 when it released? Not the demo disc, but like when it released, like how that felt jumping into it for the first time? Uh, I remember getting past the first room and I was like, oh wow, this is a room that was not in the demo. This is the I <laughs> this is already way different. <laughs> um Yeah, it was really so it was actually really interesting because, you know, there was a, a Nintendo Power kind of mini strategy guide that went up to mm -hmm. a certain point in the game I and i had already like i had already like torn through like this you know part of the guide so like i i had a you know semi idea of like what i was getting myself into like about to about about through to a certain point of egg on waste i can't remember the exact point the guide ends mm -hmm. but yeah i um but yeah i just 
I, I don't remember the exact feelings going through my head other other than like this unreal feeling of like I am playing it was the it was the first quote unquote brand new Metroid game that I felt like I was even though that's technically not true because I technically got zero mission like right when it came out but like but again yeah. like I didn't play zero mission until like I didn't hear about zero mission until it was actually released it wasn't something I'd heard about pre-release and then actively got into and so it was yeah. you know again just kind of that hype cycle and that unique feeling and just kind of you know I haven't really I haven't really had a feeling like that since um since Prime 3 honestly that was another game where like kind of that long hype cycle dread to an extent too but that's much different for very different <laughs> reasons obviously yeah <laughs> definitely yeah I, I it's hard because I mean Metro Prime 2 literally came out almost 20 years ago it's getting it's getting closer to the 20th anniversary soon um the most i remember leading into metro prime 2 is i knew it existed like i was looking forward to it because i knew i was gonna get it for christmas because it came out in november so like it's coming out in november you know i'm, I'm nine years old i'm getting it for christmas i'm not getting it when it releases i'm getting it on christmas day and i just remember um bugging my mom a ton and then she like was like messing with me and like wasn't uh, like oh i'm not sure if you're gonna santa's gonna get it for you you know like not because i'm a kid and she's not trying to outright tell me that she got the gift she got me and i remember freaking out about it at one point because i was uh, a semi-spoiled nine-year-old at the time and thankfully I, I, you know i'm hey i didn't raise me but um <laughs> <laughs> but i remember really 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 wanting it because i mean i played metroid prime it was one of the I didn't have a ton of GameCube games. I had a decent amount, but like yeah. it was one of the one of the ones I had that I played over and over again. So I was like really looking mm -hmm. forward to that. Um, I wasn't. I'm not sure if I ever remember seeing a TV commercial. I'm sure I saw magazine ads for it and like Nintendo Power. I'm sure talked about it, obviously, but I 100% remember asking for it for Christmas and then eventually getting it on Christmas. And that was again like it was just like a few years, you know, a couple years prior when I got uh, Metroid Prime and Metroid Fusion for Christmas. It was like wow, like another awesome you know yeah. metroid holiday for me and back then two years in eternity when you're nine years old you know mm -hmm. and so it kind of felt like forever since i had gotten another one where it was really only two years later which is kind of crazy to think about and prime 2 i played i think that was the game i played all day christmas like i probably got some other stuff and i think i just played metroid prime 2 and at that point I was already like, I, I felt like I was built a little different because I remember playing the original Metroid Prime and being scared to go into the impact creator for like a week. By then I had already, I had matured. I was two years older. I wasn't seven. I was nine and I could handle the darkness and the edginess of Metroid Prime 2. You went through character development. I went through character oh. development. Yep. And I remember, I remember the first time I ever beat the game was on vacation. I think we were in Lake George in, in New York, uh, New York state, like on, it was like a lake house or whatever like a family friend or whatever. And I remember beating it in the car because we had a minivan that had like the, we had like a TV set up in the car for like long lo road trips. It's also where I beat uh, Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door once. Um, and, we, and I beat Metroid Prime 2 on that, on that trip up upstate. So I remember that. I don't remember the first time I really played it aside from like just playing it on Christmas, but I remember the first time I beat it because I was in the car and we were listening to Van Halen. I remember that as well. Um, I don't remember what song it was, but I know it was good, Van Halen. Good band to listen to. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, because my dad was a hair metal guy at the time. Probably still is. Um, yeah, so that was definitely a throwback for me. Um, but uh, I remember absolutely despising the Boost Guardian, which, and I assume hmm. a lot of other people did as well on yes, their first play. That's something through. I want to talk about later. But yes, at the time, 
on the original release. On the original release. Boost Guardian oh, and Emperor Ring were an issue on the original releases. Um, let me circle back to what I asked. Uh, Doom, thank you for calling me out on that. That was bad. That was bad host etiquette to not ask you the same question. Um, so I apologize. <laughs> not so. It's it's all good, man. No, no, you know, no, no, like, no. You, you know. can you can rake me over the coals. It's fine. Like you can crucify me over it. It's okay. Like I I was wrong. I was wrong. Wor- worst host ever, Dak. Thank you. Thank worst you. host ever. Thank you. Don't sugarcoat it. Um, so. And I'm trying to remember. Uh, I asked. So I asked you, like in general, like first of all, do you agree that Prime Two? Do you personally think Prime Two is better than the original Metroid Prime? And do you think, like in general, do you think kind of Prime Two has earned that you know Prime One but better name that I feel like other people have kind of given it? Like it's it's, it's Prime One, but Prime Two is actually the real goat. Like how do you? What is your overall general take on the game? Well, considering Prime One is my favorite game of all time, no, okay. I personally don't think. Prime 2 is better, but as I talked about earlier, I think there's a lot of stuff that Prime 2 does mm-hmm. fairly better than than Prime 1 does. And um and you know, I could definitely, you know, I I think it's absolutely valid to say I mean I mean obviously any opinion is valid when it comes to video games, but like I can absolutely see like oh yeah, that totally mm-hmm. makes sense. You know why a lot of people who've played both of these would prefer Prime Two. Like right. I, you know, as someone who can like see those aspects, I can see like what about that game like especially resonates with people. Because it, because the thing with Prime Two, you know, not only is it a quality, on, on one hand, it is a quality Metroid experience, but it's also such a unique Metroid experience mm-hmm. that none of the other games really fully capture. You know, a lot of people compare it to like Majora's Mask, which. I unfortunately have not played yet, or um, or You've Link to the Past as well as another one, uh, which I, I also Majora's have not played. Mask. I, I have not. I mean, you haven't played. A, Come on, man. A Link to the Past. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so it's 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 on sorry. the list. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. But um. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I mean, I I hey, believe it or not, I didn't play Ocarina of Time until 2019, so. Wow, but uh, that that I think is just kind of like you're going out of your way not to play it. Like, there's no, how do you not, how do you not play it? I never, I never had an N64 as a kid. I yeah, but it either. came out on Virtual Console like how many times? I didn't have an N64. It was on I, GameCube. Okay, it was on I Wii. It was on Wii U. It was on the 3DS. It was on the you know like it I, came out on everything. You could you had to really avoid that game to not play it. I got it on the, I the just, GameCube. Not to shame you. I just, it, I just. <laughs> it's it's a it's a very good game. It's a very good game. I'm glad you think so. Let's not uh, specifically do specifically <laughs> yeah yeah specifically I played the 3ds version. But back on topic, mm. um, but yeah, there's um, yeah, there's a whole host of things that I think Prime Two d- does better. You know, I've talked about it before on the podcast. Prime Two is my personal favorite Metroid soundtrack. Uh, Prime mm. One and Prime Two, in my opinion, is like the peak Metroid soundscape, and you know that kind of general. Uh, set of themes and sound palettes hashtag blessed is kind of the direction that i would like to see in the metroid series moving forward and prime prime 2 is kind of like the peak and the eclipse of that for me um i mm-hmm. especially love a lot of the synth patches that kenji yamamoto uh, the samples as well that he uses yeah. throughout the score 
Um, uh, I was talking about the Discord earlier, the Dark Trooper themes, and I love this very digital, this kind of digital modern theremin sound. Because the ther- you know, you listen to a, to um, you know, an actual theremin. You know, it's this very kind of 30s, 40s kind of sci-fi sound. But like this one, you know, this one it feels modernized. It, fe- it doesn't feel something that's like cheesy or goofy. It's something that feels grotesque terrifying and uncomfortable which is like exactly you know what i want out of like you know uh, a metroid combat theme mm. mm-hmm. yeah i mean the reason why i asked you that is because i know metroid prime is your your favorite game but i was kind of curious like hmm, is this one of those things where he maybe subjectively loves metroid prime more but thinks metroid prime 2 is objectively better because i feel like that's been a, a thought that i've heard from a lot of people but um there's so for me like i think i think most of the stuff that I think most of the stuff Prime 2 does better than Prime 1, but I think there's a couple of key areas where Prime 1 does so much better than Prime 2 that it puts it over the top for me, whereas the stuff that Prime 2 does better, it's, you know, it's usually marginally better. Like the soundtrack, for example, like both of those soundtracks are like easy 10 out of 10s for me, mm-hmm. whereas like, you know, I look at the, um, you know, I look at the exploration and the map design of Prime 1, and to me, I just much prefer that more free flow kind of the next upgrade could be literally anywhere. Whereas Prime 2, and it makes sense because of how the game is structured with the light and dark world, but it has this more kind of Zelda dungeon format that I've talked about in the past, mm-hmm. where you're primarily in one area, you complete it, then you're primarily in the other area, and then you just kind of rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, Lilith, your take. I want, So Metroid Prime 2, is it, does it, is it, is it, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's your favorite you like it more than Metroid Prime, but do you think it is objectively better than the the original? No. Okay. Um, it's it's one of those things where they both do diff. Like I I agree with you. They they both do different things better, and um, I the, both of the soundtracks are amazing. I I, I they're. Uh, I've I've flip flopped over the years over which one was my favorite. It's gone between one and two for a lot for a lot of years. Um but I think I just think the one thing that I think Prime has Prime One has over two is just just the exploration. Like I, I get so lost and just so backwards and just so I it turned around in in Prime Two and it in to this day, it still infuriates me. Like, it doesn't matter what playthrough I do, it's still I, I'm 31 years old and it still drives me absolutely insane. But, like, I could, like, play Prime 1, like, in my sleep. I can't do that with 2. Mm. So, um... I guess, like, it's it's not so much the exploration is easier in Prime 1, but it's just more straightforward, I guess? Um, it's it's, it's, it's it's not. It just doesn't turn you around so much, and that's well. The th- well, again, the thing with Prime, the, the the thing with Prime Two is again, it's that additional Dark World mechanic, and that's right. why I think for Prime Two, Prime Two just would not work with that Prime One style of exploration, even right. though that's my preference. For the kind of game that Prime Two is, like this was the right decision for them. Exactly. I'm glad. I'm glad that they did this kind of more narrow exploration because, like. You, yeah. you had you had Prime One or Super Metroid style exploration with the dark. Right. That would be like that. Just wouldn't that would be not fun to navigate. No, that would suck. Not at all. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that would be terrible. 
and it's especially with especially with the loading times in the GameCube, and I think we can talk about this w- later once we start talking about mm. stuff we would like to see in a potential remaster. But yeah, especially with you know imagine you know imagine like you know you think you found the right place, but it's in the dark world, so you gotta go, find a dark world portal in the in a place that's compatible. Go through the loading cutscene, and then you find out. Oh no! Wait, I forgot. I need this upgrade first. Go back through the portal. Go back through the cutscene again. Yes. Go back, and then like <laughs> it would that that would be awful. Yeah, like that's that's probably like my least favorite thing about. Yeah, I think Prime the original two. is like. I mean, in some ways, I think Prime Two is a bit like drab in some ways. So like when you're doing all that exploring, like it's. I think Prime One's a little prettier. Um, but yes, I think Prime One's ex- exploration is a bit more intuitive. Mm. It's not so much like it doesn't feel like you're fighting the game as much. I think in mm-hmm. Prime Two, there are some ways, as Doom described, you're kind of almost fighting how the game was set up to get you from point A to point B. Whereas Prime One, it's it's like you said, kind of more straightforward. You have a pretty solid idea of how to get from point A to point B, and you know that if you can't make it there, it's for an obvious reason. You're not kind of slowed down because of loading times and going back and forth to find the right way pathways to get from one place to another zone to zone light world to dark world and vice versa. I always kind of, mm-hmm. that's why like, I, I think to this day, I still think Metroid prime is like, I mean, I subjectively, I think I like Metroid prime one more. Just, I think it's again, kind of the things like just, I love the world too. It feels more like a sandbox, but Metroid prime two to me has always kind of felt like, like challenge mode Metroid prime. Like, yeah, I know exactly. it's a separate game, but it kind of feels like DLC in a way. Like it's, it's like, like it's, it's like hard mode of like yeah, like it's like it's game. Metroid Prime. It's 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 more Metroid Prime for me. Yeah. It's like Metroid Prime Three kind of feels like a more distinct game mm-hmm. in in one way to the other two. That said, Metroid Prime Two is very distinct because of its ammo system in the dark and light world. So that in and of itself, like Doom had said, it's it's a very unique experience for a Metroid game in general. I think across the two Metroid Prime games, like. Metroid Prime 1 and 2, I think, feel closer together, like, feel more like companions almost. And then Prime 3 is kind of the other one, which is still really good, but doesn't seem like it, it has the same connection to the, to mm. uh, another game in the series like the first two do. But I always felt like that kind of, like, challenge mode, like, DLC, like, I, I, I appreciate it more because I came from playing Metroid Prime. Like, Metroid Prime 2 kind of put on top of Metroid Prime. Um, and... The Majora's Mask connection, I think, is great, too, because I think it's yeah. it's one of those things where, like, okay, like, Majora's Mask is the dark version of Ocarina of Time. Like, there's yeah. that kind of element to it, but I think it's a lot more to that, where, like, Majora's Mask is, has those more unique mechanics that are very much specific and distinguish the game itself that don't show up really anywhere else in the series. Um, is a bit more challenging than the first one, and I think is also more or less of a blank slate story-wise kind of like Ocarina of Time is like your kind of generic, simple fantasy story. And then Majora's Mask really kind of takes it in a different path. And Metroid Prime is a pretty straightforward sci-fi story. does not really do anything too crazy. And Prime 2 isn't exactly like, you know, an evolution in a huge amount of ways, but it's certainly a different, like slightly different path. I would say it's probably less different story-wise from Prime 1 than Majora's Mask is to the original Zelda, but I think in those ways, there that kind of analogy, the dichotomy is there across both pairs of games. What do you think, Doom? Oh, absolutely. I, um, it, it's actually I mean, You haven't played Majora's so Mask, kind of, but yeah. Well, yeah, I, I can't compare it to Majora's Mask, but kind of going... So this is an aspect... There, there's an aspect here that I like 
that I think Prime 2 does better and an aspect that I think Prime 1 does better when kind of comparing, you know, how the game tells its story. The actual story itself and um, the the lore and the world building, I, I love in Prime 2. I think it's a noticeable improvement over Prime 1. I think mm-hmm. Retro, uh, Retro, they really get to, like, you know, um, you know, stretch out their wings, if you will, and really, like, get, you know, really create unique stuff. Because, like, in, in Prime 1... You know, obviously, it's you know it's unique storytelling, but they're most of the stuff they're doing is with you know pre-established characters and factions like the Chozo, Space Pirates, Metroids, Samus herself. Prime Two, you have the Luminoth. Um, you know, the Galactic Federation has been mentioned before, but we've never you know seen you know we we haven't really gotten a lot of details about you know right. what their military is like, and this is the and we actually get to like hear like the actual thoughts of, like, the military personnel on the planet and, like, what, you know, what their last log entries were um, and all that. And so I really, I, I love what Retro does here. I love the story that they've created in this environment. That being said, while I like the actual narrative and the lore and the world building better, I think Prime 1 does a slightly better job at actually tell, at actually conveying that information and telling that to the player. Because Prime 2, hmm. Prime 2, if you think about it, it, like, plays, at least when it comes to the main story, it plays its cards pretty early on. Like, you learn pretty early on that, you know, the squad that you're trying to rescue, they're all gone. And then you learn pretty early on who their attackers were and that they're trying to... Um, to uh, take out the Luminoth and uh, conquer Light Ether and and take that all out. You learn that in like the first thirty minutes of the game. Whereas Prime One's narrative, you know, you learn a little bit. You know, you peel a little bit more of that onion back throughout the yeah. game, and you don't really, you don't really truly understand what's going on. You know, up until like the last third of the game. And so I think Prime One, the way it tells its narrative, is paced a bit better than in Prime Two. At least when it comes to like that main overarching narrative. But I like the contents of Prime 2's narrative better, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Lilith, what do you think? I think with Prime 2, they were trying to lay the foundation for more of a wider, you know, narrative and, like, mm. a, a series. Like, I mean, then came 3, and now, we, you know, we're, su- we're supposed to get 4. Um <laughs> <laughs> I believe <laughs> we all believe. we're we're gonna make it happen. We're gonna make it happen. <laughs> Four. Yeah, you, that, um, that's a good point though, because I mean, Prime Two, like Prime One, is very much like a it's, I mean, it's it, a lot like, of setup, you know, but Prime right, Two it, very it, much expands the story and, and yeah, like, builds Prime, up a lot more of what leads into Prime Three. Obviously, absolutely. Like Prime One, it gave us like little bits of like kernels of like you know the phase on you know whatever, and then Two really broke everything open mm-hmm. and really kind of like expanded the possibility for this entire like um other you know narrative exploration and 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 so it yeah it was it's it's a little bit more you know different and widespread but like I think that's where they were trying to just you know see where they could go with it and mm-hmm. that's where we're at now yeah, and that that's a good point because when I talked about earlier, kind of like the connections between games. I think story wise, Prime Two and Prime Three, that's where their compatibility and connection the most I think comes in. Like so much of like Prime One is is so much like it's a lot of world building and mm-hmm. but like very minimal. Like it, it's set up for like the grander thing, but Prime Two, like I said, that's where things really get blown open. That's where you start to see a lot more like specific character and 
detail in the grander story. Not I'm talking not talking about like just flavor text and lore, but like mm-hmm. a lot more specificity in the actual story that's going to be told and where it's about to lead. Whereas Prime One, which makes sense, but it's a lot more open ended. It's you know it could really go anywhere in, in a lot of ways. In that. And then Prime Two, you kind of very much see the path that it's going to start to go in. And I think a lot of that was built around the formulation of Dark Samus as like the key villain. Whereas Prime One. There really isn't, there is a villain, but there really isn't a villain for the game until the very end. Like, you know that's where you're going, but it's not like you're actively fighting the villain throughout the game. Like, Prime 2, Dark Samus is very much like, yeah, Prime 2, Dark Samus is very much in the thick of things from the the beginning of, of things. Which, of course, couldn't happen unless the events of Prime 1 happened. So they're, they go hand in hand. Absolutely. And that's like, I, I that's, I think... That's one of the things I appreciate so much about, like, the Prime series itself. It's just all so, like, interwoven and interconnected, and it's all just, mm-hmm. it's, even, you know, the, I, 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 I like, I like the story. I love the story of Prime. I love the, I love Metroid Prime in general, yeah. Uh, Doom, you have anything to add to that? Uh... Not really, no. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to jump into something that you had mentioned earlier. Um, going back on like kind of just the general legacy of the game, Doom. How Prime Two was set out um, to be released around the same time as a few other major games of 2004 at the time. Um, as you mentioned, Metroid Prime Two sold around a third of what the original Metroid Prime sold. Metroid Prime sold just under three million units, and this one, I guess, maybe not a third, but like. Not not half. Um, I don't think mm-hmm. <laughs> my math's correct. Um, Metro Prime Two sold about one point five or so million units around there. Um, thankfully, it sold enough where there was a Metro Prime Three. There was a Metro Prime. Or Metroid did not die on 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 a million units right there. And I think Metroid in the, those days still selling over a million units was, was probably good for them. Um, but yeah, I do. I mean, what do you think? I guess Nintendo wasn't really thinking when they when they had um, Metroid Prime 2 come out around Halo 2. My thoughts are, I'm assuming, and I'm sure there's been a lot of discussion about this. I think we even talked about this on the show. I have to imagine that there was some kind of, like, not counter-programming, but more so like, hey, there's a lot of hype around Halo 2. We're going to release a game we think is kind of similar and hope that the big buzz of the Halo 2 buzz will kind of leak over onto, you know, like, Metroid Prime 2, like rising tides you know lifts all ships kind of thing there's just general hype for this kind of game a sci-fi big sci-fi adventure maybe people will be interested um in metroid prime 2 but yeah i mean halo i mean obviously halo stomped it they're completely different systems but i don't know i do you think and a, uh, and a few other a few other games also stomped it as well <laughs> well here's my here's the reason why i bring this up is i think it's really easy to kind of look at it and be like Okay, like, they threw out Metroid Prime 2. I mean, Metroid Prime 2 came out on November 15th, right? I think I want to say whatever. Halo 2 came out November 9th, literally less than a week beforehand. Um, Half-Life 2, that was November 16th. (laughs) Literally, what, a day (laughs) right after Metroid Prime 2? Um, So, yeah, not, not ideal, but at the same time... I personally don't think that Metroid Prime 2's release date made a huge difference. Actually, I actually don't think it, I don't think Metroid Prime 2 would have sold more or really less any other time of the year. I don't think um, it probably sold the best it could have because it was being sold during the holiday season at the time. Because um, at the end of the day, 
the the GameCube did not have like an install base of players who played FPS games. Like there weren't a lot. There were a couple. There was like what a couple GoldenEye games, Geist, the original Metroid Prime. Like there really was like the GameCube wasn't a system that you had if you played those types of games. Yeah. People who bought Halo Two on the Xbox, I don't think we're ever gonna buy Metroid Prime Two or Metroid Prime whatever if they didn't have a GameCube to begin with. I always felt like the yeah, it came out around the same time as Halo Two and Half Life, whatever, which I'm sure made a difference. But were those people ever gonna get Metroid Prime Two? I don't think so because the GameCube didn't have this big install base of FPS players at the time. So I don't know. Like, do I don't. You- I don't nec- so I don't necessarily think it's about those players, you know, gravitating towards Prime Two, but more so just. You know, Prime 2's marketing just getting completely crushed, and you know, just That's also, a lot yeah. of people just, uh, just a lot of people just not because because think about this, you know, there was a lot of games like obviously Halo 2, Halo 2 at the time that was like that was that was the big one that was like I think that was like you know the most pre-ordered game at the time or something like that. It was like the biggest like, entertainment was, release of all time, bigger than like any. It movie was at like the time. it it yeah. was it was like a it wasn't just a gaming event like that. The Halo Two launch was like a mainstream cultural event. Like it mm. was like on late night news programs. Like it was it was that massive. But then on top of that, you also had Metal Gear Solid Three. You mm. had Half Life Two. Uh, you had Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Like all of <laughs> like all of these. Like insanely hype G- games that have also like lasted the test of time too. I should add, like yeah. games that people are like still like revered, the you know games that are still revered today, like by pretty much everybody. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think you know, I, I think it makes sense that like you know you have all these, you know, at the time like these these juggernaut IPs, and then you know, and then and then mm-hmm. you got Metroid, which is just kind of there. Yeah, I mean that that's fair. You're right. I mean. Nintendo, wow, 2004 was really stacked. Yeah, you had Halo, Half-Life 2004, 2. 2004 was insane. Half-Life like. <laughs> 2, San Andreas, Halo 2, uh, Burnout 3. Um, you had Unreal 2004. You had World of Warcraft came okay. out. Literally, World of Warcraft came out a week after Metroid Prime 2. Um, <laughs> so there's another one. Metal Gear Solid, as you said. Ninja Gaiden, the original Ninja Gaiden came out that year. Gosh. Looking, yeah, you're looking at that. Um Obviously, you had a bunch of Madden whatever games. Pikmin 2 also came out that year. Not that it was completely. The one that everyone says is their favorite. But, like, I'm kind of looking at this, and it's like, when else would they would have released it that year? Because, yes, if you release it during the holiday season, it gets crushed by Halo 2. It gets crushed by Metal Gear Solid, World of Warcraft, Grand Theft Auto, Half-Life. Like, all these games come out in October, November. But if you release it earlier in the year, it's still competing against... Uh, well, Metroid Zero Mission came out that same year in February, so you don't want to stack two Metro games mm-hmm. again, though I guess you could do that because you did it with Fusion and Prime. Um, you had the original Far Cry come out in March. You had uh, Pikmin 2. Resident Evil, Resident Evil 4 also came out in 2004. I, say, well, I feel like that's like when it was coming. I couldn't. Oh gosh, wow. Uh, the original Counter Strike, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Half Life. Um, Everything came out in that year. Good N- lord. Ninja Gaiden came out in March, so it's like. Yeah, there were some earlier heavy hitters in the year. I would say that you're probably better off going up against like Ninja Gaiden than like Halo Two in the holiday season. But then you miss out on the ha- the holiday season hype. Holiday you know, season. like I'm still think like yes, I think you're right, and that's like the major key of this too is like marketing wise, you're getting destroyed. But at the same time, there are other games that released around Halo Two as well. And those were just really big IPs for those studios. I think the really thing is that Nintendo was never going to put in enough marketing 
to have Metroid Prime compete regardless or Metroid Prime 2 compete regardless of what time of the year it went out. If it was mm-hmm. going in March, it was going to get crushed by the games coming out at that time. If it got released in the middle of the year, it was going to get crushed by the marketing for the games later in the year anyway, you know? So it's like, I wonder if there really was, unless they delayed the game or released it a year earlier, a good time to really actually drop it. But I'm, I'm assuming I, I any time like, away from I Halo 2 like- is better. I, I feel like, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like delaying would probably be the best option. Not Certainly not optimal. Like, yeah. uh, like not the most optimal time, but, like, be- still, I think it would have been better. Early 2005, like, maybe, to just avoid Halo 2? Like, yeah, uh, no, unironically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> unironically, get, get, out, get out of the way of the train. You're going to get run over. <laughs> For the next one, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And that could have made a big difference. That's why I want to see, like, maybe it'll just have track. Like, I want to see how Metro Prime 4 goes with some actual marketing and maybe other Metro Primes, Gosh. too. Yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like Prime Prime 4 is also, like, like one, obviously, we're in a different time, Switch is a different console. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's, there's, there's almost, like, this kind of mythic aura around Prime 4. You know? Mm-hmm. You, you know? Uh, although is. I'm not even sure if... But it's internet. I'm not, even, aura. I'm not sure. It's internet. That's what I'm saying. People who are on the internet. I don't know how much of that is just my own bubble or not. That's you know? the thing is that like you can go on the internet and be like Metro Prime, Metro Prime, Metro Prime, but like, does the average person know what even know what Metro Prime is? Stuff mm-hmm. like that, and it still has yet to kind of break that. Even I, me- like to break that threshold. I hope. N- I hope Nintendo tells them. I I hope so. I hope so. Um, or you know. Well. I would say that we all here love Metroid Prime 2, of course, um, and we really want, and honestly, I think it's time for me to crack out the old sea mammal and, and maybe play a little Metroid Prime 2 on PC, but I hope it gets released on Switch soon. But speaking of which, let's say there is a Metroid Prime 2 remaster. Let's say, as Mr. Grubb quotes it, or says it, it's going to happen relatively soonish. Let's say that's the case. I'm going to throw it to you, Lilith, first. What are the changes you'd want to see? Metroid Prime 2 Remaster comes out. It's a little different from the original, or it's not. Maybe you want it to be just one to one. But what what are changes you'd like to see, if any? Or you could say no changes. But what changes would you like to see coming from what we had originally, or even the trilogy version, because there were differences from trilogy to the original? Mm-hmm. What would you want to see? How, what kind of Metroid Prime 2 would you want to see as remaster? What changes would you like to see or reverted? I guess is the best way to put it. That's a loaded question. Um, I, absolutely. First thing I think of is just uh, loading times. <laughs> All right. Loaded question. No loading times. I, I was about to that. say loaded question. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I'm, I, I, I will be very confident that there will probably be way less loading screens, which I think a lot of the stuff um, we talked about earlier will, will kind of be uh, diminished a little bit. Um, that's like, honestly, that's probably one of my biggest things that I want is just the loading times to be different. Um, I... Honestly, like I, as weird as it sounds, like I can't think of like anything else that I want to be like too different. Um, mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if I went through and played it again, because <laughs> I haven't played it in like at least a couple years, if I went through and played it again, I could probably tell you. But um, yeah, just the loading times. Like okay. that, that's just sitting there waiting. Just, just the cutscenes. Just like, yeah, it, that'd be fine. It, they're cool and everything. You don't need to watch them every single time, please. Like, gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. I'm gonna try. Did you play both the original Metroid Prime Two and then like the trilogy version? Yes. As well. Okay. 
So you know there's like a difference between like uh, some of the boss difficulties for some of those uh, in, uh, from game to game. Um, yeah. So I'll ask you this. Would you want the difficulty of those bosses to be the trilogy version or the original version? I want them to be as difficult as possible for everyone okay. to experience them as they were so supposed to be. So you want like, to be closer to the I original have to version. So does everybody else. Okay. <laughs> well, the, I, the reason I ask I'm, that is I like, am in full agreement. I fully agree. Yes. That is one thing that I would want to see if Metro Prime 2 comes out. I mean, obviously, I want to see nice remastered graphics. Absolutely. Obviously, I want to see the updated controls like Metro Prime yeah. Remastered got. I want to play Dual Analog, but. I want it to be closer to the original release. I want specifically the Boost Guardian and the Emperor Ing oh to God. be as hard as they were in the original version of of the game. And Doom, I was going to ask you how you felt about that, but you already said you're you're we're all on the same page here. Am I wrong? Every every time I have like played like this game, or like every time I've like streamed it, like if I if I stream the trilogy, they're like, oh, you're playing like the actual like difficulty of the boss i'm just like i i've played the original game guys like i know how hard this is like yeah i got the receipts yeah. <laughs> like, i was there like i did like <laughs> but so my stance on difficulty is that you know i want to accommodate a lot of players i think mm. that there should be um, modifiers to make the game easier for players who are, you know, just dipping their toe in the water as well right. as modifiers to make a more challenging experience for yeah. the people that, that want that. And, uh, uh, Dak, we kind of talked about this with Prime Remastered, and I know that you were completely against, like, um, uh, autosaves and whatnot or checkpoints in that game. And to an extent, I agree. I don't think, like, the higher difficulties should have those. But uh, kind of going to Prime 2, like, I wouldn't mind, you know, kind of more... Um, kind of training wheel features if, if if you may you know be added to like a new easier difficulty to kind of like you know you know make make the mm. experience a little easier for new players cuz i feel like for new players that's still going to be a very challenging experience who aren't used to kind of what prime 2 ha has to offer yeah. cuz it is it, it is admittedly a bit much that being said though absolutely get the original difficulty hell make it even harder difficulty than the original like make it a Give us a tough as nails, just just absolutely uh, spicy difficulty setting that I could just sink my teeth in. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of all these in Metroid. Um, huh? Yeah. I said hard mode wasn't enough for you. I I loved hard mode for the most part. I mean, I I mean it it, it made a it ranked up Thordis a lot more just because uh, just for playing him on hard mode. But yeah, like well, you know, I I love it. I love I love Dread mode especially in Metroid yeah. Dread. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Give me the harder difficulty options. I think with like a remaster, like the, a remake is another thing because they're kind of like remaking the game. But the remaster like this, and I felt the same way about Metroid Prime Remastered. And and as I say or think about it, it kind of feels maybe like elitist to say, but like I kind of feel like when you remaster the game, I want people to be able to play it as it was intended, like a the original game. So like when I hear something like adding checkpoints to me, it's like, well, then well, you're not you're not playing the the game. Well, here's where I just. Well, let me let me finish. It's not you're not playing the game as it was originally made. Like it's a different you're not playing the same game anymore. Like I'm totally fine with having the options. And personally, I would like rather those options be available after you've played the game once, like just to experience it as it was originally the original game when you start to make like bigger changes like that like controls are one thing but like when you add checkpoints that completely changes the flow of the game how you approach encounters how you approach certain areas of the game to me kind of changes the game in a fundamental way that makes it a different game to an extent so 
like that kind of stuff makes me like not hesitant because it's not like a hill I would die on. Like if they did add them, like I wouldn't be like, oh, blah, blah, it's not the same game. Like I really wouldn't care. But like I would like people to experience the game as it was originally intended. So like Prime 2, same thing. Like I would like the I would be okay with the trilogy difficulty being in Prime 2 because that was an official release. Like the game was released that way. People might have played it, the trilogy version. That's totally valid. Um, totally fine. But if they added stuff that was not in any of the original or subsequent re-releases that to me doesn't doesn't seem like it's the actual original experience but not a hill i would super die on doom what were you gonna say i i forget where your suggestion well, was coming well i was i was gonna mention well i was gonna mention the controls actually because that's i feel like that's another point where i feel like we're all in agreement like absolutely like if we had to choose between just the gamecube controls or just um the dual analog controls i think all of us would be in agreement like yeah do the dual analog controls obviously yeah i feel like that's also I, even though it's like obviously all our preferences, I feel like that's still on the same level as like adding a checkpoint. So I think that you're fundamentally changing how the game is played to an extent because mm. you're not, you know, you're not, you're no longer, you know, you're no longer doing just the, um, you know, stop and point for for aiming. Um, yes, yes. But like, didn't they do that for like the the trilogy? Like it was like a the point and click and like. The mm -hmm. one thing that, like, the one thing with the checkpoints that, like, I want to point out was, like, with the Switch, you can immediately hit the home button, and it will give you a pause. And you can suspend your game, and you can, like, you can leave. Like, you don't have to, like, you don't... I, I, that's, that's, I have a habit of doing that. I will suspend my game and I'll put it to sleep. Yeah, not almost a checkpoint, but it does give you a technically, like, an autosave feature in some ways. Um, by being able to well, go I to think, the whole menu, yeah. Well, not, I, I, not think similar, yeah. I, I think checkpoints. Similar. I think I think checkpoints, as in like you know, you die and then yeah. you restart at like a specific point. Right. It's like it's like more of a save station, like a, a, mm -hmm. a, a manual save, so to speak. Um, yeah. Dude, that's a that's a, a good a good argument. Um, I would the my two art counters to that would be what Lilith was just pointing at. Number one, that there were other controls that were added that. Are very are close enough to me dual analog wise that dual analog is not fundamentally changing the game too much in in trilogy you can look and point and move just like you can in dual analog and that's an official release of the game that's fine that to me is fine it doesn't change the game in a way that wasn't originally intended or in another official release um so there's one two um when i went back and played and this is just, and th I can't claim that this was ever the developer's intention, but when I go, like, to me, dude, the original tank controls were not the vision of the game. It was a limitation of the hardware they were on. If they had the ability to put dual analog in, they would have. But the GameCube controller really isn't kind of made for that and wouldn't be comfortable for that to for that because when i go but when you go back and play it on dolphin or whatever and you play it with dual analog or with mouse keyboard controls you can feel how the game was like it felt like it was meant to be played that way the the tank and that's just a they're very subjective that's does not substantiate on anything but that's how i personally feel about it like to me the controls are more of a hindrance whereas the checkpoints are an addition it wasn't like to me like checkpoints weren't a possibility back then they could have absolutely added checkpoints and they didn't they added save stations whereas if they could have added dual analog they I would imagine they probably would because eventually they did and they eventually added pointer controls which to me are close enough of a, an equivalent to dual analog because again you allow, you're able to point and look and move in the originals in the trilogy version with those controls so that's why I wouldn't necessarily agree that's the same thing so those are my counters to your argument.
I, I think, well, I think in general, I think, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with your philosophy. Mine just might be a little different because the way I approach, the way I personally would approach a remaster um, in this case is like, I think you should have the option to play it, you know, as authentically and as, and as close to the original hardware as possible. But then I also think that you should have the option, you know, to be able to modify whether that be a difficulty, whether that be a positive or negative difficulty modifier, whether that be controls, you know, whether that be visuals, you know, give you options to modify that that experience and tailor tailor it one way or another, because because that's that's how I look at, you know, a, a regular release as as it is, you know, you know, Metroid Dread, for example, you know, I have I I think the controls are great in that game. But I think there's absolutely no reason that game shouldn't have remappable buttons if Super yeah. Metroid did it, you know, almost 30 years ago now. And so, you know, I kind of I, I kind of would treat. Yeah, I, I would treat, you know, any release, regardless if it's a remaster, you know, with that same kind of thing, even if that isn't necessarily true to the original game it's based off of. I, I agree with that. Yes, I do think there should be options. I just don't think it should be the 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 new edition shouldn't be the default. I guess what I'm saying, like they shouldn't. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, okay. yeah, I agree I, with that. And and I but if I guess maybe there's an agree to disagree here. I would say that like maybe on their first playthrough, like let's say they added checkpoints, for example, I would say on the first playthrough. You, like, maybe you have to unlock checkpoints by beating the game. Maybe that's a bit much, because maybe they would never get that far. I don't know, like, I would encourage people to play it as the original, but at the same time, if they don't want to play it that way, and they'd rather play it with things that make it more accessible to them, that's also their prerogative and doesn't affect me in any way, so... There are safe stations everywhere. There are safe stations everywhere. I, I, I agree. Yeah, just go save your game! Like, just go save the game! Like, I'm I sorry. But like other accessibility stuff, I'm totally cool. I mean, listen, I don't have an issue with it, but also I can't talk because I've been playing this game for nearly 20 years and right. I have so much like like so much of it is just ingrained into me now that I just I don't even think twice about it. Whereas for a new player, I can definitely see it feeling like a daunting experience. Yeah. And you have to remember when we played it, we were kids. We had this thing called free time. A lot of people, you know, they don't have, you know, they don't have that kind of free time to be able to like sink into a game over and over and, you know, bash their head into a wall. And also yeah. I think that's just, you know, a part of the kingdom. Yeah. And a part, a part of it is, um, part of it is also just changing game gaming conventions as well. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of, you know, that, you know, that bashing your, your skull against the wall kind of gaming mentality, you know, was, a lot more accepted in mainstream back then and it's not as much now but i feel like that's a whole other a whole other different i think it still is well. i think it just the the audience is so diversified now that there are yeah. more people who aren't uh -huh. into that kind of stuff because you used to, i mean there are games like elden ring that just came out that appeal to a ton of people who love True, the yeah. mashing your head against the wall until it works kind of thing and the high difficulties so yeah so like so i think it's still there just the audience uh, diversified a bit more which is totally fine i think at the end of the day whatever gets people to play more metroid prime or metroid in general is cool with me if that means adding added checkpoints and whatever it is and people play on their first playthrough that's fine i don't have to use them so it doesn't make a difference to me and Absolutely. i would hope that if that is like a deal breaker for someone then that stuff is added you know if someone wants like checkpoints like give them checkpoints i don't care if they need checkpoints it doesn't matter to me um Maybe you don't make it to the safe station every time. Um, that said, one thing I want to talk about real quick. I really hope they keep the ammo system. That's one thing that they should not change. I think that's, I don't, I, I mean, again, I don't know. I think it would be kind of game breaking if you had a mode where you just had infinite ammo of everything. It wouldn't be game breaking, but it would make the game really easy. But I guess, again, if that's a mode that would be fine and make the game more accessible to people, that's cool. 
But I feel like that is like a very fundamental part of like of the game's identity that like to get rid of that, I think would be such a shame because you're missing out. I think it's a different yeah. exactly it's a that I think yeah, this is a very different game so this is an example where I 100% agree with you on right here I feel like because I, I don't feel like checkpoints I don't feel like checkpoints you know on an, on like one of on a new easy difficulty does it you know mm-hmm. would like ruin the game experience or make it that's fair. inauthentic that degree but I feel I feel yeah. like taking away the ammo system you know that's such a it is such a unique feature yes. of this game I think totally. you know uh, you know you know, Hunters has a more traditional anim- ammo system as well, but like Echoes is like the only mainline Metro Metroid game that has ammo, and the ammo is handled in such a unique way because you replenishing you replenish it by using the opposite colored beam, which I think is really cool, especially because the way you you know the way the game teaches you how to use it, and then also the secret techniques of the beam as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was talking in the Discord er- earlier today and. You know, for people on the podcast you know, who don't know, those those annoying dark pirate commandos that always teleport the room and they lock the doors, you can actually take those out with a dark with a charged dark beam shot. Just like if you were charging an ice beam. And uh and, and so yeah, really cool really cool stuff there. But yeah, I um I, I know the ammo system is content is contentious, but yeah, this is a, this is one where I actually I actually agree. I don't think there should be an ammo modifier. And especially because like what what would you do with the um with the uh, with the ammo pack collectibles, do you just take those off the map if you have infinite ammo? Like, I I wish we had Andy here because I know Andy is a big Metroid Prime Two ammo hater, and in fact, I just want to go back <laughs> and check the Discord. And I, as we've started the recording the show, he has jumped in on the conversation and <laughs> said, and I quote, or maybe I don't quote, but I'm paraphrasing: the ammo system is buns, is what he said. Because um, <laughs> yeah, we were, and we mentioned this on the show before. Sometimes the things we talk about on the show stem from a conversation we've had. And the Discord, and vice versa. Um, shouts to, to Gameworm, who was also uh, d- uh, discussing it with uh, with me and some others earlier. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the ammo system. I think you kind of have to have it and keep it. It's it's icon- not iconic, but like it's so close to the identity. And personally, it's not very different from having a missile ammo economy. Like, uh, oh, God, you got to pick up super missiles. Like, oh, like, it's, it's yeah. And I, as I was saying, and I, and I wish kind of Game Warmer was here too, because I'd love him to give his side of the, of the of his argument as well. But for me, it does not make it like does not change. It's not very different from having to get missiles or having to get power bomb stuff or anything like that. Um, you have to kill enemies to to get ammo, like you do in really much any other FPS game. Mm-hmm. I know Andy's big gripe is you have to use different ammo to get different ammo types back, but. That's I mean, what I like about it. That's what I, makes it so unique. That's I think it's hard about it. I think it's interesting. And also, again, I don't think that's necessarily crazy either. I mean, again, I come from Destiny where, like, I'm used to different types of ammo dropping for different types of enemies. That yeah. does not make a difference to me. Like I, the ammo and, and, and the ammo and the ammo you get back is generous too. It's not like it's not like you get crumbs back or anything. Like they give you generous ammo. I never but remember I, I playing think... Prime Two and being like low, desperate, desperate for ammo. Like desperate for ammo. Never. I, I really yeah. can't think of many times. I think a good comparison to make, and I'm actually going to compare this to a feature in another Metroid game that I don't like. But I feel like this would be the equivalent of taking hyper mode out of Prime 3. And despite the fact mm-hmm. that I don't like how hyper mode is utilized in that game, I would not want Prime 3 to not have hyper mode because that is such a crucial aspect of that game. That is a core part of the gameplay. Like, and I feel like it's this. 
Yeah, exactly. I feel and I feel like that's similar to what the ammo system is here in Prime Two. It's obviously not a one to one comparison, mm. but it's like it's one of those things where I feel like you can't remove it without taking a part of what makes you know the game what it is, whether then, you like it or not. And then it's like, what do you do with the Annihilator beam? Like, yeah, yeah, like, and, that, and that's the thing. Like, if you had infinite ammo, then you have to nerf the beams, and suddenly they would become significantly less cool. Like, your reason yes. the Annihilator is so cool is because it you got to use a lot of stuff. Name. <laughs> it lives up to the name. You got to burn a lot it. of resources. You got to spend money <laughs> to make money. You know, like age old adage: you can't just you can't just expect to be given to you. And I think it also works very Trade well thematically <laughs> with like the the survival horror kind of aspects of Prime Two. Yeah, like the game exactly. wants you to kind of feel the pressure of until yes. you have the proper equipment, you got to be in these places and you got to hustle to get across, or you're gonna take damage. You got to make sure you have enough of this ammo. And and it's not like the game doesn't let you like you can get ammo expansions. You know, you can stack it yeah. up. I mean, if you're playing the game, like the game really doesn't like put you in situations where you're really dying for ammo and i think so, like the, you were saying earlier like you like you don't remember like a position like I, where you were out of ammo i unfortunately can tell you that i i, I was not very conservative with mine <laughs> and i ran out of it but I'm... <laughs> well yeah i've been in those positions too where you, you right, just, but you're, I mean, you're you loving still, using like, it yeah you can still like you can still make a charge shot and you can still try and farm ammo out of other stuff you are not stuck without anything you still have an ability to get stuff and it's just it's it's i yeah i yeah I, I, the only time, the only time I remember like getting desperately out of ammo is during the Emperor Ing fight, which yes, is the last yes. fight in the game. So I feel like uh, that's exactly. an acceptable point. That's an acceptable exactly. point to like waste all your ammo. Yeah, oh, you, yeah. you want to kind of be light on ammo because you're bur you're throwing everything at it. You got to use all your stuff, and that that I think is what's fun about the game. And I, I get if it's not everyone's cup of tea, that's totally fine. Right. But like in one way, like Prime One is very much like a sandbox. There's a lot less limitations. It feels a lot more like kind of open and you're, you can use all the ammo you want. Doesn't matter aside from like missiles and power bombs, or whatever. But like in this game, it feels like there's a little more challenges. There's like more rules to the game. You don't have as much freedom and trying to get creative or, or succeed in those limitations to me feels like more satisfying. That's mm -hmm. how I've always felt pranked playing prime two is like when you overcome those challenges and I get it, you might like, Certainly some people are like, well, the mechanic's not interesting. It's not fun to me, so it's not an interesting challenge. That's not your cup of tea, and I get it. I personally found I like that kind of added little challenge, even if it's not a crazy mechanic. Not everything has to be super crazy. And again, it, it wasn't like Metroid introduced like 10 ammo types all of a sudden that you have to manage. It's like a game that only has a few bits of ammo and really only missiles to deal with is adding another kind of ammo type or one or like... Real like not a huge stretch, <laughs> I think it's not. I don't, I don't think it's asking a lot of you coming from Metroid Prime One. If you already got used to like dealing with missile management, I think you can deal with beam ammo management. In my opinion, I think you want to go like a step further. You can go into like any of the other like newer games where there's like different kinds of like abilities to manage and stuff like that. Like mm -hmm. it's just it, it yeah. it's 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 all you know six to one. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. yeah, they're also incredible. So not only are they generous with you know the the quantity of ammo, but like also how they give it to you. Because like you know in the prime games, you know all the power ups you have to suck in with a charge beam, but mm -hmm. the beam ammo they will automatically um, they will automatically get absorbed into you. Like when you walk past them, kind of like how like health does in like you know the modern Mercury Steam Metroids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Well, was, I hope they it, keep that part. Go ahead. Very. Mm-hmm. It was, I, 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 I very much appreciate the ammo system. I love yeah. the ammo system in Prime 2. <laughs> I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, that, like, that's one of those, like, significant, like, characteristics of the game. And it, it, that would be a shame to not have that come into. Yeah, absolutely. If they cut that out in the remaster, I would, I honestly, I. make it a remake I in a lot of ways, I think, not a remaster. Yeah, I, I probably, honestly, like, I probably wouldn't play it. Like, if I went through there and mm-hmm. they, like, actually, okay. like, got rid of that, I probably wouldn't play that. Like, I, I know go that far. I definitely I, play it, but like, but I don't like, know. I would probably game at that point. You know what I mean? It's just like it's not this. It's like, it's like okay, cool. Now this is like easy mode, groovy. Like, well, I, I, I'd want to play it at least once, just because I'd be curious, you know, to see what the experience is like. But I, mean, I probably, yeah. I probably would prefer the um, the original title at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I would definitely play it. I would anticipate not enjoying it as much. Yeah. But I don't know. Because it's, it's also one of those things where, like, again, is it, like, where I need to die on it? Maybe, maybe not, but I would give it a chance. I would I would give it a chance, because at the end of the day, it's still Metroid Prime. So, like, maybe if, like, they made the just the difficulty that much higher, then that would be okay. But I, I, yeah. I would rather them keep this kind of difficulty, mm. so to speak, than just making the right. enemies have more health or whatever yeah. it is to compensate for the la- lack of difficulty from removing it. So... Mm. Um, one more thing before we kind of get close to wrapping this up. Um, I don't know how y'all feel about this, but I hope the multiplayer mode comes back and I hope that they, I don't think they need to go crazy with changing it, but I do think like, Hey, if it's there, keep it, keep it included again and add a little online. Let me play. Let me play a little online with some friends. Do y'all, what do y'all think about that? Oh, heck yeah. I'm so excited. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I don't need online play with uh, Prime Two. Now, if th- now if there was a Prime Hunters remaster, yes, absolutely, you got to do online play for that. But like Prime Two, I mean, it's fairly, it's fairly bare bones, fairly basic. I don't really need online play for that. It's something that I would, you know, probably not going to play that often. You know, may- maybe we'd have, you know, an Omega Metro. We gotta have, we gotta have an Omega Metro night. We gotta have oh, one. Yeah. We gotta have one. We gotta have one. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you there. Like, though. Like, I would love to see a Hunters remaster over. Like this coming back, really though, yeah. You know, yeah. But like, but like, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I personally probably wouldn't play it that often, but it's like, yeah, sure, give, give the full package. Here's what I think would be really cool is because let's let's be honest, the the Metroid Prime Two multiplayer mode is, was kind of like an after, not an afterthought, but like, it's not very fleshed out, right. all, all things considered. They, they, you know, I, I, if I remember correctly, like they think they were start, they started with that first, and then ended up making met, the rest of Metro Prime. Like it was kind of like a testing ground, but yeah, you can kind of see it. It's not super fleshed out. What I thought would be really interesting, if they didn't do a standalone remaster of Metro Prime Hunters, adding Metro a Metro Prime remastered Metro Prime Hunters remaster to Metro Prime Two in place of Metro Prime 2's multiplayer. Now, personally, I would just love a new Metro Prime Hunters in general. I still think, though, that Metroid Prime 4 will have a multiplayer portion to it and not, like, I don't think it's going to be separate releases. Like, I don't think they would do Prime 4 and Hunters 2. I think it would be Prime 4 with Hunters multiplayer and, like, updated. But I think it'd be really cool if they were to remaster Hunters. Like, the campaign is kind of whatever, but I would love the multiplayer. And Metroid Prime 2, the campaign's great, but the multiplayer's in, kind of whatever. You take the best of both worlds from both of those games and you mash them together... I don't know, that can be an interesting way to kind of bring it all back, but I would still be down for the original multiplayer. I agree, though, Doom, it'd be kind of one of those things you play at once and maybe not too much after that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it would almost kind of be like, you know, how Nintendo botched the battle mode in Mario Kart 8 and then finally gave us the real battle mode in 8 Deluxe. Like, maybe... Mm, Although, I wouldn't wouldn't call the Prime 2 multiplayer botched because, like, it wasn't, like, intent. It was just kind of, like there that's not it's not why you were buying the game mm-hmm. but like yeah it wasn't why you're buying yeah. the game but also with mario kart 8 you got to get the battle mode right whereas metroid can kind of mm-hmm. in most cases give or take multiplayer like they had to fix that whereas i think they could just release metroid it's actually i kind of wondering about that if they do do a metroid prime 2 remaster if they just don't even include the multiplayer entirely i i could i could honestly yeah. see it i i i hope not i mm-hmm. i hope they release the full feature complete game but even you know, even the Prime One remaster, they uh, they didn't include the fusion suit, and as at least as of yet, they uh, they haven't patched it in yet. So, mm-hmm. well, how are you going to link your Game Boy to your Switch, man? Like, <laughs> like you link release... your Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass account. Oh, that's, that's what would... you do. I don't have extra money to pay for that. That would that made so much sense though. Like they could have even had a cool little animation of linking it together and then making There's it happen. There's so many things that make sense that they can do. Like, uh, yeah. we could be here Very for hours. True. You know, at least, at least it wasn't locked through an amiibo. Oh my that's god, true. that's true. <laughs> um, well, with that said, I know we'll be certainly diving. I mean, I would not be surprised if we dive more into Metroid Prime Two more in the coming weeks and months, as this rumor I'm sure will get spun back up in a few weeks or months, <laughs> as they usually do. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll see at the September Direct, which we also know is rumored, as it usually is. Um, first, I'll throw it to uh, to Doom, and then Lil- actually, I'll throw it to Lilith. You first. Um, any any wrapping up thoughts here on Metroid Prime Two, or maybe the remaster? Any anything else to talk about for one of your favorite games of all time? Really putting you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say putting me on the spot. I'm sorry. I, I I personally, I really, I want the multiplayer. I love the mul- I loved the multiplayer. Like growing up, like I with my friends, I that was like the one like that was the one hold I had over my friends. I was able to like kick everybody's butts in that multiplayer mm-hmm. game. <laughs> but um, it, I I feel like it, if they like expanded like on that and made it online and it'd be really fun. I mm-hmm. I don't know that I I know that's like really like arbitrary and secondary to like the actual remaster of the second no, game that's that's what you want to play i had a lot of fun with it too i would love to <laughs> bring those old those vibes back from when you first played it that'd be awesome 1v1 yeah. side hopper station boys let's go like come <laughs> on like it was just like i swear like <laughs> it was just so much fun but no a remaster it just would be amazing just just to see the game just with a new polish and just mm-hmm. just to be able just to see everything again just would be amazing absolutely so wholeheartedly agree uh doom your final thoughts uh yeah um obviously i hope this it's real i uh i hope it's as close uh if not exceeding in the quality that metroid prime remastered is as possible um uh my god i would love to see um uh, Sanctuary Fortress on the Switch yeah. remade, remade. Mm. It's oh my my, my favorite Metroid area. Probably my favorite piece of art direction, and you know, cinema, gaming, what what have you. That mm. would be incredible. Um, one you know, one thing we didn't talk. You know, we you know, I talked briefly about about the music, but uh, mm. you know, what one really cool part about Prime Remastered. Is that um is that it uses uh forty eight um uh, kilohertz audio, 
which is you know for for those for those who don't know about sample rates basically the original gamecube files had uh 32 kilohertz and the industry standard is 44.1 48 is typically what you see in like dvds blu-rays etc and so it's basically it's an exceptionally high quality high definition um preservation of the audio that we've never been able to get before and you know considering how much i love the prime 2 soundtrack even if we don't get a visual you know even if we don't get like a visual remaster on the same level as Prime Remaster, I do hope mm-hmm. that um that not just the music but just the sound design in general also has those forty eight kilohertz um audio files. That would that would uh that would be enough for me personally. I'm with that. If if you say it's gonna be better music and better audio, then I'm always down for that because I don't know any better. <laughs> One day I'll learn though. Yeah, I mean I'll definitely echo with both of you said um. I had a lot of good times in Metroid Prime 2. It's a game that I want to play more. I wish it was like like we just as we started at the beginning of the episode more accessible. You know, I don't have to crack out my Wii or my GameCube or an emulator to play it. I really want to just be able to just sit down and allegedly, allegedly, well, allegedly. There's nothing. I mean, that's I'm legal to say I can use an emulator. I didn't say where I got the hey, where the hey, files from. Hey, hey, hey! Obviously, you dumped. I it bought the game legally multiple times, um, and never in any other way. Totally. But yeah, absolutely. Um, it's one of those games that I wish more people had played. It's like Metro Prime is such a good game, and I'm glad that like a new generation of people like got to experience it on the Switch. And Metro Prime Two is like, man, if you like Metro Prime, like this is more Metro Prime. Like, it's so like, good. Here we go again. <laughs> and I remember the hype I had for the game. I distinctly remember giving a big fuss about it, trying to get it for Christmas. Um, yeah, an exceptional game. So much so it's going to make me sneeze. <laughs> And my headphones fell off. Excuse me. My headphones fell off early. I don't know if y'all saw that, but I sneezed. That time, that time, triple. That time, I muted it because I didn't want people to hear more than that. Apologies, everyone listening. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, a lot of good times in Metroid Prime Two. A game I vividly remember beating for the first time. A really fun departure for the series, and someone who is a big Majora's Mask fan i did see the parallels of ocarina of time majora's mask to prime one and prime two majora's oh. mask my favorite zelda and i do love i measure it's one of those games where, like all the metroid prime games are so close to each other and like on any given day i probably will still say metroid prime but like there's always times like man metro prime 2 is just as good if not better in so many ways and mm-hmm. maybe it was a little more colorful <laughs> probably <laughs> my only thing but then again the sanctuary fortress on the switch man I would love to see that. That the the Emperor Ing like the seeing Dark Samus on the Switch in HD. I want to see all that. It's the Dark Samus, fight. Cool. yeah, like all that kind of stuff. I want even the Boost Guardian. I want to. I want to get that. Oh, mm-hmm. y- you know what I want? And this technically wasn't. <laughs> this technically wasn't in the original game, and maybe this would be more appropriate for Prime Three. I want Red Phazon. I hate how Red Phazon was just kind of this abandoned concept. After the Prime One Impact Crater, I feel like I I, I wanted to come back. I thought that was kind of cool. I, mm. I want to see it. Probably That's... won't. Probably would not happen. But I want that. If 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 anything, the Red Phazon needs to come back. Like in like Prime Three, if they do a remaster on like Phase on and like get, like the or like the origin planets. Like come on, like come on. Mm. Like I'm down for my Red Phazon. For Red Phazon looks dope. <laughs> yeah. Love the HD. Um. All right, well, I think that is all we have to say about Metroid Prime 2 at the moment. We've said a lot of stuff before. We said a lot tonight, and we certainly will be seeing 
more about it in the future, especially if this Metro Prime 2 remaster comes to fruition. Who knows? If we get another, we get, start getting Metro Prime games every year, I'm with it. Remasters and new games, I'm totally down. Um, trying to think of anything else I had to say to wrap up the show, but I don't think we had anything else. I do want to say thank you so much, Lilith, aka Lilith with three L's here from the Omega Metroid team for joining us on the show and what better t- game to talk about than Metro Prime 2 for you, you uh, jumping on so thanks so much for joining us thanks for having me of course of course and of course Doom thank you again so much for holding it down for me I think it's what like three weeks in a row three four weeks in a row we've been holding it down here yeah on the mm-hmm. show I mean Andy who and we don't, we're just we're, it's, it's the Dak and Doom show um, but no, we're we're happy to uh, have Andy back. I'm pretty sure he'll be back this coming um, this next episode, so this coming weekend um, for us. Yeah, I ne- yeah, say. next, yeah, ne- next week we got Mr. Spateri back in the studio. He'll be back. We're gonna, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get a good episode to uh, get celebrate the boys' one. reunion. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm uh, looking forward to that. Um, Shouts to Andy. Sure, he had a fantastic time, not only prepping but then actually being part of the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. So. Um, I know he is back and rested up, hopefully. Um, ready to talk some Metroid. He said he, had, he said he had some new ideas and some new motivation, new spice to life, so to speak, after that awesome Zelda well, well, he d- I was about to say, he definitely got the spice, for sure, in that, uh, that Hot Wing Challenge. <laughs> he did, yes, he did, yes, he did, yes, he did. Maybe we got to do that, our own Metroid uh, wing-eating challenge at some point. Y'all are on. I'm down. I, I, you know what I can't wait for, by the way? Our next crossover, crossover episode. Because we are, what's it, one and, are we one and one? Isn't that the record for Omega Metro to Zelda Dungeon? Is not, are we, what's, I think so. It's, well, I, I think, think so. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's one and one allegedly. I, I don't know if, I don't know allegedly. if I would consider that a fair fight. I don't oh. know if I'd consider that a fair fight. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to go back and run the tapes. But we'll, we'll run that back. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not here to Johns though. I'm not here yeah. to Johns. We're, we'll take our L. We'll take our L. We got the rubber match. It's all good. Um, thank you again for both for joining us, Andy. We will see you all soon on the next episode. And of course, Doom. Thank you so much for holding it down with me. Um, thank you all so much for tuning into the show. Check us out on OmegaMetroid.com and all your favorite pod, pod, podcast platforms on Twitter or X or whatever it's going to be called by the time the next episode shows up. Who knows what it's going to be called. Um, we're on Instagram and threads now we're on YouTube. Um, last week we did a two and a half a- a hour episode of me and doom did one of a box art ranking, which you can also watch on YouTube and follow along with your own tier list. And you can follow along in all our episodes on YouTube as well. I think I plugged everything. I'm Dak city underscore on X. Um, doom, you're doom middle cross on X and Lilith, you're Lilith with three L's on, yep. on X, AKA Twitter. Um, so that's how you can find us. And I'm sure we have similar names across other platforms. Thank you all so much for joining us. This has been, as always, the Omega Metroid Podcast, your favorite and the only weekly Metroid show out there. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being a Metroid fan. And we will see you next time on the Omega Metroid Podcast. Have a good one.